like this. That's how we're going to start it off, huh? Well, hey, no, no. Here's how we're going to start it off. I'm going to reach out to the Philadelphia Eagles. By the way, good morning to everyone here. Barrett Brooks, Dan Cilio here on the middle. This is what I've got a new promotion idea for the link. You ready? Prospect yep. night at the link. We get all these potential prospects and all these potential like dudes that potentially could play for the Eagles because we have all these draft choices now. <laughs> How about this, man? This just in. I want players, not prospects. Right, right, right. This right. is one like a minor league baseball team with no money. <laughs> you you know, you know, you know, you have like, see what you could do with with the Eagles, you could like get the Kelly Green jerseys and you could have tearaway jersey night. You could take the back of the name off the jerseys every time these guys F up and no good and put another name on the back of the jersey. <laughs> I used to call that with the Rays like back in the day when they were the Devil Rays. I used to call it prospect night because you know why? They had all these draft choices, man. I mean... All right, Barrett, I haven't heard your thoughts on this thing, man. Hey, do me a favor, Xander, pop up that trade. Yesterday, obviously, Howie and the Saints ended up making a move. Mickey Loomis, the general manager of the New Orleans Saints, and Howie Roseman made a deal to get more assets in the building here for the Eagles. Um, they did do this, though, Barrett. They did end up getting another one. And they ended up getting a, another number two. So over the next two years, you're looking at two ones, I believe two twos, and three threes. And here's the deal here. Eagles, number 18, number 101, third rounder, 237 in the seventh. And next year, they get another one. Then in 2024, they get a second-round draft choice. So if you look at the bottom end there with the Eagles, they got another one and another number two. And the Saints this year will have 16, 19, 194. What's significant about the Eagles' picks this year, I believe they have five picks in the first 101 picks in the upcoming April draft. Your thoughts? It means nothing to me. It means nothing to me. I, I don't. I don't care about you know how you position yourself for next year or the year after that. You have a you have a chance right now to get an epic defensive play, a couple of defensive players in 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 your locker room, and they're not taking advantage of it. Yes, this is a great deal by Howie going in and 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 um you know manipulating the Saints into giving them you know you know more picks for this year and next year. They'll get another first rounder next year if if Jalen doesn't pan out for them. And that's the biggest thing. If Jalen doesn't pan out for them, they have two picks in the first round for next year for one of those guys like CJ Stroud or Van Dyke from Miami. That's what it is. How he's just covering his own ass. And I, I mean, I understand it, but I mean, I, why not go out there and build a, a, a defense that's, you know, that's, that's, you know, you have to fear, bring in three defensive players. Like I said, draft all three guys from Georgia. I wouldn't mind. But you just, you know, to be moving around like this, I mean, I want to see players in the locker room, not picks for next year. That's what Absolutely, I want to see. Absolutely, man. And, and, and Barrett, I look at this and I, okay. So to Howie, the picks are more important than building your football team and giving Jalen a chance. You know, 
everyone, and you included, keep telling me Jalen's going to get better. Jalen's going to get better. How can he get better when the organization is doing nothing, zero, to help him? Zero to help him. Here are the Eagle picks now. First round, 15-18. Second, number 51. Third, 83. And number 101. One, two, three, four, five. They have five picks in the first 101. Then in the fourth round, 124. They have three picks in the fifth, which is good. Sixth round, none. And in the seventh round, this is where they found Jordan Mulata. They end up having number 237. Again, what you know what that means to fans? Great, great bar night. Great bar night in April. But when it comes to winning ball games, no, those exactly. are prospects, Barry. Exactly, exactly. This and, is a know, pro football team. This is not a minor league baseball team. And I've been, I, I mean, I explained to you earlier on, you know, I mean, uh, you know, we, we all know that the Eagles weren't going to use all three picks. I know this. I explained that to you. Hey, what's up, Captain? Uh, good morning, Mom. My mom, she's watching. Um, <laughs> I knew they weren't going to use all three picks. I was wanting, wondering when the shenanigans were going to start. Is it a good? I mean, is wow, it a good you trade? Call it shenanigans. I yeah. like it. It's 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 yes, it's a good trade. It is a good trade. But you I think still he's don't covered give his ass here. That's that's all he's doing. Just in just in case Jalen doesn't work out, they have positioned themselves to get two first-round picks to go after one of those quarterbacks for next year. So, I mean, that's what they've done. Instead, you know, and, and, and it's, already, it's already built for, for Jalen to not have as good as year because they're not bringing him in, anybody to really help him out. You need more from an offensive standpoint. So, you know, when I look at a draft, you either solidify one side of the ball, whether it's going to be defense or offense. I don't know what they're trying to do. They're not trying to do it offensively, and I don't see them trying to do it defensively. So, I mean, what what side of the ball are you trying to solidify? You let Barrett, me know. I, I throw this at you here. I think that 2017 Super Bowl has clouded this guy's judgment on how you win games. You win games with playmakers. Yep. You know, you win games with guys that are players that can move the chains and the sticks. You know, I heard Stephen – Jones make a comment about his football team. And I heard Emmett Smith make a comment about the Dallas Cowboys. You know, they're, they're like this. These guys don't understand the fundamentals when it comes to winning championships. Da, da, da. Emmett comes from a place where he won three. I get it. The bottom line, though, is that Stephen Jones, Emmett Smith, and Jerry Jones, look at that Dallas Cowboys team. That is not the Emmett Smith, Troy Aikman, and Michael Irvin team and Jay Novacek team that moved the chains and won Super Bowls, that was a richly talented football team along with that offensive line that was able with a great defense to win titles. They had playmakers everywhere. Exactly. There is not one playmaker on this football team. How about this? I'll back up and even give Devontae Smith some love here and say this. He's potentially got an opportunity to be a playmaker, but what made Michael Irvin great was Emmett Smith. What made Emmett Smith great was Michael Irvin. And then Troy Aikman <laughs> made them all, but they all were working as triplets, and that's what made that team roll. You're not only – here's what you're wasting with this Eagle team this year and maybe next year. you got a quarterback on a rookie contract. You've got 
an opportunity with an offensive line like the Cowboys did back in the day, put some freaking playmakers on that offense. You have nobody, zero. I don't give a shit what anybody thinks of that huddle. That huddle is average at best with a developing quarterback. Let's do this. Jalen's going to be a pro bowler this year. With what? With what? Prospects? <laughs> that deal is a deal. Get this. They're talking about next year already. Yeah. What yeah. about 2022, dude? Well, you got to bring somebody in. Help the quarterback out. Right. And I hear people saying all the time, well, let's go get DK Metcalf. I wouldn't mind going to get a first round. I mean, giving a first rounder for him. Um, it's going to take a first or second, maybe a fourth or fifth. You see what the you know the the the, the amount of cachet that they had Miami had to give up to go to go get the cheetah. You're going to have to do the same thing, and you're going to have to pay him. And why not pay him? They're so bothered about oh well we can't afford to pay. Him. Yes, you can't afford to pay him now. You got a quarterback just like you said on a rookie deal. You take all the weapons you have on offense, and it still won't it still won't add up to how much you have to pay DK Metcalf. So you're making out. And okay, if you have to pay Jalen um two years from now or a year from now, two years from now, okay, that means that Jalen balled out and That's he deserves right. to get the you money. We want to pay him. Exactly. We want to pay him. So you don't have to pay your quarterback. That means you have the money to go out and pay a big time weapon for this quarterback. And oh, by the way, if he doesn't use them, whoever you get for the next year after that can use them. You know what I'm saying? You have a, a guy as a generational talent. It's very for, few and far between to have his size, his speed, his aggressiveness, and 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 but have him just sitting there and, and and not use him. You're gonna use him, but why not go out there and bring somebody? You know, why not you know bring somebody in to help this young quarterback? Go get him, man. Stop playing around. How we just go get him? You have the first rounder. You have the second rounder. Maybe give him a third rounder. You're gonna have to pay to play. That's what everybody else is doing. Pay to play. Barrett, think think of it. It is more important for Howie Roseman to have draft picks than to figure out if Jalen's the guy. Think about that for a minute. You the number one, you can have a bounty of draft choices, but if you don't have that position taken care of, answered, solidified, there is no way, no matter who you draft, wide receivers a defensive outside linebacker, an edge rusher, you're going to be still in the middle of the room with a 9-8 and eight record because you haven't figured out whether or not your quarterback is the guy. And by the way, thank God you're in a shit division, the NFC East. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> because if you were in the NFC West, you'd win three games again. You'd win three games if you were in the NFC West. That football team right now has limited talent with no playmakers. The number one playmakers are in your offensive line. Okay? Well, I mean, you're absolutely right, bro. I mean, you don't have you don't have a weapon to take anybody out of the box. So all they're going to do is fill the box up. And while they're filling up the box, they don't have Jalen has one receiver to throw to and one tight end to throw to. You're not going to be able to run the ball with nine people, eight people in the box. So if there's no fear on the outside, the defensive coordinator stacks the box, then you're going to be looking at Jalen. Someone's, oh, Jalen can't move the, um, move, the, move the team. He can't move. He can't, he, can't, um, he can't run the offense. Hell, nobody can run the ball against a team that has eight men in the box. 
So if you ghost it, I mean, all right, A.J. Brown, go get him. You know, spend what you ever have to uh, spend for him, too. He's the same type of player, big receiver, you know, a thick receiver, can run speed, uh, run routes. Whatever you do, just go out and get somebody to help the offense. You can afford to do it now. Later on, you're not going to be able to because if you have to pay a quarterback, you can't bring in the weapons you can to make these guys better. Do it now. Start. You know, I don't care if you don't like where Hurts is. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Hurts won't be able to get the ball. Yes, he will be able to get the ball to him. Yes, he will. But if at the end of the day. stars on that team, Jalen. Of course. Look, if I had two guys that I could throw the ball to, one of those dudes is going to be open. Okay, you have a half of one dude right now. And by the way, I see people saying, what about Devontae Smith? He's a stud. He's not a stud in that offense. He is not a stud. 900 yards, folks, is 60 yards a game. That is not stud numbers. <laughs> stud numbers are 118, 115 a game, putting those kind of numbers up. And the reason is because of what Barrett just said. You've got a quarterback that's still learning the process of being able to read a professional defense. He's getting there. He wants to get there. He's working. He's spent, by the way, you know, the one thing I said to you yesterday, I'll take it back, Barrett. I said, I don't care. He's in Southern California. I actually cared that he's spending money out of his pocket to do the things and invest in himself to yes. work with people that have made other people better. So if you're investing in yourself the way LeBron James is invested in himself, the way Tom Brady's invested in himself, that's a really great thing, and I shouldn't dismiss that. My problem was yesterday that they're not all working together because they're going to need that time together because since they have a country club uh, training camp, I mean, seriously, the Philadelphia Eagles, they hold summer camp like for kids. They don't have an NFL <laughs> training camp. Well, you don't have to show up. You know, you can bring your picnic basket, put your, you know, put your carpet down here, sit out here with the family to feel like practicing and doing nine on seven or one on ones. Hey, have at it. That's not a practice, dude. That's a country club. Okay. So at least he's taking it on himself. Devontae Smith will never be developed as a Philadelphia Eagle until they develop that huddle. That huddle right now, in my opinion, you know who's going to benefit the most from Tyreek Hill going to Miami? Tug of Viola and Waddle. Yep. Those two dudes are going to have iconic years because you're worried about this guy streaking down the sideline or catching one of those four-yard passes. And this guy's going to be wide open, this Waddle. Jalen Waddle will be wide open because you're in fear of Tyreek Hill. I mean, those four-yard passes, Barrett, that Tug of Viola is going to be throwing this year could turn into 50-yard TDs like they did with D-Jax. Absolutely. Absolutely. His ability to get – I mean, that's why they, they had to change the offense up because teams were – because he's so fast, teams would have their safeties 18, 17 yards down the field, which opened up the middle of the field. So what do they do? They dumped a little slant pass or a little, little wheel route to him, and he did the rest. Sent him a little shallow cross, threw a little dump pass to him. He could take it to the house. He's that dynamic of a player. We don't have anybody like that. And then, you know, I heard the stream saying, oh, well, you know, you can, you can, you can, um, you have weapons in this locker room. You know, you have weapons on this team. Goddard is an up and comer. Devontae Smith is, um, I want somebody that's already established that a defensive coordinator has to look at and game plan against. 
he's not game planning against anything but the offensive line. He game planning uh, the fact that they can run the ball. And it doesn't matter which running back is back there. Those guys mash people. So that's what these guys are game planning. So what do you do if you game plan that? You put more people in the box than they can block. And when they do that, it stops your run game. And, oh, by the way, then you have to throw to the outside. When you don't have guys out there that can pull attention, you could double team um, um, Smith on the outside and just drop the safety in the box and have him play the run and play right over the top of Goddard. Man, it's easy to run defenses like that. You need somebody on the outside to take the top off, to make offense, I mean, defenses aware of where they are. That's how you play defense. You know, Barrett, you can't do it. You can't do it. Again, did they move Zach Ertz? What is that? Why? Why again did they move Zach Ertz? They moved Zach Ertz because, first of all, he wanted more money. He wanted a contract. He wanted more money. They were well. I thought. I thought Howie was the big guy on Prove It to Me, and you know, if you put the time in and you're a you're a good player. I mean, if you're gonna give. I thought about this last night because you said this kind of yesterday on Fletcher Cox's $14 million. If you're going to give Fletcher $14 million for having a non-productive year, what, why wouldn't you give Zach Gertz some money and more money if you thought that that guy could be part of the equation to help Devontae Smith and Hurts? It's almost like a smaller 2.0 version of getting rid of DeAndre Hopkins for – um, for, for, for like, you Hold know, on. pennies to throw them to uh, Arizona for Deshaun Watson. Well, I think more so um, they didn't want to, that, well, the big thing is they didn't want to pay him another big contract. They didn't want to give him what contract, a contract like they gave uh, the Kelsey kid or your, they gave the kids kid. He, they didn't want to give that, that, that big of a salary out. <laughs> I mean, that's what it was. Period. Period. You know, they didn't want him to, they didn't want to pay him because they had all these other guys they wanted to pay. So they knew they were going to have to pay Goddard, and they picked Goddard over him. And that's the that's basically what it is. They picked Goddard over him. Because he's cheaper. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Okay, and here, you know this great, grandiose trade that Howie made? Why didn't you ask Mickey Lomas, the general manager of the Saints, for Michael Thomas? <laughs> right. <laughs> Or how about this, Cam Jordan? Or how about this, the DB they have Lattimore? Or what, what's the what's the DB's name there? Um, that Lattimore, that's him, Lattimore. Yeah, Lattimore. Why why didn't you? I don't want the picks. I want the players. Why didn't you? Why didn't you ask Mickey Loom? Mickey, I'll tell you what. I know that you've had issues with Michael Thomas, and you know I don't know. Maybe it's straightened out or this or that. Maybe he did ask. I don't know. But giving me. These draft choices, like you said, I don't know, uninspiring. Did did he do anything? I don't know. I look at it like this. Why not go and get Michael Thomas? Why not? He had to renegotiate his contract then. Then Michael be he would he would make he would make the same money as these these other receivers out there right now. He would garner that much money. Approving Blake says this, Kelly Green, if we pick up a player like DK, Devontae will turn into a monster. Hurts will have a big receiver that can block and take it to the house. Gee, you know what? That's John, don't think with too much common sense because what Barrett is teaching me, there is no common sense in how you approach this <laughs> stuff. So you're, you're, you're sounding like a football guy. 
All of that makes sense. Really, Barrett, I'm starting to see this here. It is really important for Howie to have his place at the draft table. I mean, I don't, I'm with you. Okay, did he do – here's another example of how he's doing the right thing but the wrong thing. You know what I mean? I mean, he – he yeah. I think it's a good look. You, you added a one and a two. Yes, But did, did you add talent to the team? But and no, and a two from 224. Like a two from 2024. I don't care about two, 2024. Give me somebody out there that can line up and help this young quarterback, that can help this young receiver get open. I mean, you don't have – you don't have the dynamic type of offense because you aren't going out and getting dynamic type of pieces to place in the offense. You just there's not no doing help it. for Hertz here. No, you're real. You know, you, you know what, too, Barrett? It just looks to me it's almost like a rebuild. You know how you're gonna sell something like to somebody too? You strip it down. You don't really want to put a lot of money into the house or the car you're gonna sell. You just don't want to put any more into it and you strip it down completely. And it's like, you're going to sell a business or something. It just doesn't look like you're at, you know, I saw someone go wait till the draft plays out. Wait till the draft plays out. Like I said, those are lottery tickets. You don't know if any one of these guys, and by the way, in recent history here, the Derek Barnett's of the world, the Jalen Rager's of the world and all these other guys that he has drafted that guy, Whiteside. He's got one touchdown in four years, <laughs> and that was a second round pick. I'm I'm supposed to believe really, Barrett, that even though you gave this guy more opportunities, hey, here's here's something that I'll tell you, Barrett. Maybe the law averages is going to help Howie here. If he has 700 picks, hell, he's got to get 10 percent of them right. No, that's not that's not true either. Because I, I'll say it again. He has an entire draft class over the last five years. He has entire draft classes that doesn't have one player on the roster. If you're developing players on your team, then you must have somebody from that roster on the on the on the field or or at least in the locker room. There's an entire draft class that is not on the roster. Come on, how's that possible, man? And, and Barrett, if development, that, there's no development. If that ends up happening like it has to the Eagles, do you know the best way to cover that shit up is free agency? Yes, that's that's what it happens. Okay, but he decides not to go there and get more picks. See, how he's pumping his chest in the front office right now today with this move. This is a yes, great move absolutely. for us. This is a super move for us. What a wonderful – we you watch this. Yeah, okay, Howie, you feel you won the offseason. <laughs> okay. How about winning during the regular season, bro? Well, I, just to put things in perspective, we just talked about J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. Over three years. He's, had, he's played ball for three years. And he doesn't have over three yard, 300 yards receiving. <laughs> he doesn't have over 300 yards receiving right now. He has Collapse 290. One touchdown and 290 yards. For a second-round pick, crazy at receiver. How is that even possible? Still on and still with a roster spot. Right, exactly. Barry, exactly. you and I know this. Those roster spots are like the golden tickets. Okay, when you get a roster spot and you win a locker in an NFL locker room, 
Okay, by the way, just so people know, what Barrett did, 1% of the people make it to the NFL, 1% play 12 years of those one percenters that play in the league. Did you know that? That's crazy. Less than 1% did what you did, play 12 years. But That's why I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> but that, you know, but that's a tremendous if, honor. If they told me not to breathe, I'd be like, you know right. what I'm saying? Whatever but, but I had to do to stay you, in, I would stay in. But the roster seats in those locker rooms are so coveted. And to give Derek Barnett a seat, to give Jalen Rager a chair, and to give Whiteside a chair is even more damaging to the team because those could be three productive players yep. that you could have either going through free agency and trying to fill some of these gaps that you have on your team. The Eagles, how about this? The Eagles are a good team in a shitty division. If yep. the Eagles are in the AFC, how many games do they win? Four, five, six, right around there. And and you're looking at um player production. Why aren't you not taking advantage of a top-tier offensive line? I mean, this is a top-tier offensive line. They can block anybody. They can blast people off the ball. But you're not taking advantage of it. You know what I mean? You're not taking advantage of it. Go out and get some weapons, man. It just doesn't make sense to me. Here's John Blake. Here's my problem with thinking we're rebuilding. Why are these bum receivers still on the team? Why have we gotten one offensive player? It's cap. It's cap. It's they're they're thirty million dollars under the cap, but they do have thirty five million dollars in dead cap space. I I really can't answer, except for this: the actions that they or don't have, they don't believe in hurts, man. They're talking out of both sides of their mouth here, Barrett. It just does. I mean, if you really believe in Jalen, I would have spent the entire off season doing this. Go get me Allen Robinson. Then I would have tried to bring in uh, Tariq Hill. I would have tried to put every offensive weapon I possibly could have on this team. And like you said, say Jalen ends up shit in the bed. Well, then you have at least an inviting offensive huddle for a potential free agent quarterback or a guy in the draft that you can have assets there. The assets won't go away. Jalen may have to go away. Your number one pro- – you know what it really looks like? It's almost looking like he's covering the Jalen decision. Yep. You That's need exactly to find out if he's the guy. You're Right now, unless you disagree, right now they're one-dimensional. They have to improve that pa- – if you want to make – they made a great step when they were two and five to, to get to step one where they're a – Contending playoff team. Well, once they got to the playoffs, they were annihilated. If you want to make that next step, Barrett, you've got to improve your passing game, or you'll be stuck right there at level one. Well, <clears throat> when I look at when you when you look at the offense, and and okay, you're saying Jalen is your guy, but you're not bringing him in somebody that can help him out on the opposite side of the ball. Even with these draft picks, if you chose to have three offensive players on the draft board and you go out and get three receivers, how many of these receivers are going to come in and play like you saw with Jamar Chase? How many of those guys are going to come in and play like that? 
So it's you know it's, it's a crapshoot anyways. So you bring in somebody that's a veteran guy that has some you know some get um, get up and go. Somebody that's proven that they can go out and separate in coverage. You know what I'm saying? Who can go out and catch everything you throw at them. You're not going out and, 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 and allowing this young quarterback to reap the benefits of somebody that's been there before and understands how to play the game at a high level. We don't have that here. There's no trust factor. There wouldn't be any trust factor in, you know, the guys that he has here if you had somebody who can come in and just play at that, at that high level that we need at this point. There's not one defensive coordinator that's losing sleep over playing the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, they'll beat you up up front, but eventually – those backs, I mean, they're gonna, you know, they're they're gonna get tackled for loss. They're gonna, you know, be stymied, you know, on on, on third down because they don't have the ability to be, you know, a, you know, a throwing and 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 running team. They're just one dimensional, and you can stop teams that are one dimensional. It's too easy to put another defender in the box, have more people they can block, and they'll have a free hitter. So until they learn how to go out and get somebody that can go out and separate and 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 have a huge catch radius, a guy that can run, and, and you know, all right, we, if he wanted to block, he could block. Somebody like that. You can't go get somebody like that. But I want somebody that's proven that he can do it. A.J. Brown would love him. You do know, you know? Uh, D.K. Mack. I'd even, I'd even take I'd take Julio. Give me Julio. He's old, but I don't care. Give me somebody out there. Let me, let me, let me, Barrett, the team that you're describing are the 49ers. Yep. You're describing the 49ers because you know why? That quarterback has nothing to do with the run game. Nothing. Jimmy Garoppolo has zero to do with the run game. You know what they do? They line up with Trey Williams and beat the shit out of people at the line of scrimmage. (laughs) And then Debo Samuel is open across the middle or he's running with the ball or he's doing something special with the football. That's If you want to be that kind, that's what the Eagles need to look like, the 49ers. If you're going to do that, because quite frankly, the quarterback is essentially responsible for everything. His 900 yards is fool's gold because you're one-dimensional. Garoppolo, the reason he's 5-2 and two in the postseason, hey, I don't give a shit what people say about Jimmy G. He's 36-16. and 16. You could say he sucks all you want, but that's not the truth. He's 36-16. and 16. He's 5-2 and two in the postseason. He's been to two NFC championship games in three years. He's won one of them. He's put a team in the Super Bowl. That team runs the ball at the point of attack. They play defense, and they make plays on third down. Does he throw it to the opposing team sometimes? Yes. You can't have your cake and eat it. And I'm, By the way, I never said Garoppolo was a franchise guy, but he beats franchise guys like Aaron Rodgers every freaking year in the postseason. Garoppolo goes up the Green Bay, goes up the Green Bay into that place, and he wins a playoff game in the driving snow, which should benefit the Packers. They play in San Francisco, bro. That team went up there and kicked the shit out of them in the fourth quarter, made a special teams play, put Rodgers on the bench, and won. That's what the Eagles need to look like, but there's a playmaker in that huddle. They have a playmaker. Two Eagles playmakers. Do not have a playmaker. Kerry Kittles. Well, what his name is Kittles, and then they have a. Kittle, I forgot about Kittle, the tight end too. He's a <laughs> right. star. <laughs> they got they got two playmakers. So I mean, you got Debo, you got Kittles. I mean, why not go out there and get you know 
this young quarterback something like, and I keep saying this young quarterback, he's going into his third year, his fourth year, something like that. Hurts will never get a fair shake unless they invest in not just him, but in the offense, period. And it, it's not like, all right, you know, you, you're wasting on getting a guy. No, you're preparing a place for the, if, if, if he's not the guy, for the invisible quarterback that wants to come here. That's what people aren't understanding. You got to make it appetizing for a quarterback to want to come here. And right now, there's nothing right here to tell them to come besides that offensive line that they will want to come here for. You know what, Barrett? I'm, 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 I'm going to bring a point up about Howie and how he's not a sexy destination and the things that he's doing for all these like superstar offensive players and why they don't want to come to Philly. I want to ask you a question. Do me a favor, guys. Please hit the like button. Barrett Brooks, Dan Cilio, here on the middle, back in three. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian in my heart. I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back to the Middle Bear Brooks, Antonio. 
Barrett, real quick, what did you think of the national championship game last night? 16-point deficit, Kansas rolls back. You probably hated it, but, I mean, they, dude, second shot opportunities, offensive rebounding. And straight per- defense. Yeah, perimeter defense. Game. Right. I mean, I love the fact, you know, that, you know, they just, all right, they buckle their shoes up. All right, we just got to play good old-fashioned defense out on the perimeter, keep you from shooting. No more, you know, second um, second uh, chance shots. I mean, that's how you play the game, man. I mean, I didn't have any skin in the game with either one of the teams. You know, I didn't like Kansas because they were part of the Big 8 when I was in the Big 8. But, I mean, it just just – Talking about just just gnarly defense, man. Just playing bad. I mean, that's that's why those are two blue chip, you know, programs. For that reason, right there, you know, Hubie was pissed. Love the fact that he was pissed. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, you, you look at it, man. That that both of those teams deserve to be there. Both of them did. Absolutely. Um, I I love the style of Herbert Davis and what he brought to the team and the passion that he has for his kids and the love that he has for his kids. No question. And I'll tell you something, too. You got to remember something with Bill Self's Kansas program. The NCAA and them are still investigating Kansas and the Jayhawks for that Nike stuff, paying players to go to um, Kansas. And Mm -hmm. did you see when – hey, did you see when Mark Emmert handed the trophy, man? He was like, uh, Kansas City Jayhawks. And you're like, bro, that ain't the Kansas City Jayhawks, man. man. He kind of was a little bit off kilter because he was – you know, they're investigating uh, Kansas basketball over that whole Nike thing. So uh, there could be some violations. Supposedly, there's five major violations. Hey, man, Kansas you ain't trying, bro. Potentially broken. So that title may get may, may get banned anyway. Well, you look at it, man. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Nobody wants to go to Kansas. Nobody wants to go to Kansas State. There is nothing out there. The only reason I went because I could play basketball. And once I couldn't play basketball – I didn't want to be there either. I mean, can't there's nothing <laughs> there, bro. Why they had to drag it back on the bus to go back, <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? So why wouldn't you want to go to a South Beach or go to LA to go to school? Or I mean, it's, I mean, it doesn't make sense for you to want to go to school in Kansas. Say you was oh, they have a great um, medical program, a lot of doctors. So what? Anybody trying to hear that, bro? It's it's hard to recruit. In places like that, it's very, very hard, man. So you're gonna have to pay to play out there. Hey, you know was I mean? Martin the coach at K K State when you were there? Um, no, no, he wasn't. He he, he was the, he was after that. He was after. Uh, okay, yeah, he's in South Carolina, man. Real good dude, bro. Really, really good dude, man. All right. So, so Barrett, why? You know what? I was always, and I'm gonna tell you as an outsider, I was always under the impression they didn't want people, or they didn't want to play in Philly. NFL players because of the fans. Mm. I'm not, I did. I, I, I bought into the media narrative about the city being so tough. The city's fair. The fans are fair and intelligent and they may disagree with you. I actually like that. I don't like yes people on shows. So I dig that when people disagree with me, I was in a conversation yesterday with a guy who completely, Disagree with everything I said, Vincent. By the end of the show, we were both going like this. Hey, man, this is all about our civic pride and the thing we love the most. I'm, I'm all good with that. I, I I have no problem with people, one, disagreeing, not liking. It's all good. As long as you're here, that's all that matters to me. Right. Okay? You, it's but, hard. It's not. It's, 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 you know, 
it's not the players that don't want to go to Philly. You know, players go players go to Philly if the money's right. And that's the my old body right. dollar is why teams want to go. Let me the break that dollar. down. You know if what I'm saying? The money's right. <laughs> they'll go. You know what I'm saying? They'll follow the money. I mean, look, I mean, there's no way that um, you know, that that what's his name wanted to go to, to the Browns. Nobody wants to go to Cleveland. Sean Watson. Yeah, nobody wants to go to Cleveland, but the money was right. Hey, have have money, we'll travel, bro. 230 million guaranteed the entire contract. So, yes, I'm going to be a, at the Cleveland Browns organization. Pierre Paul Blank. But when you look at our fans and how they how they do their thing. All right, don't get mad at our fans cuz they want to watch film. I can almost guarantee, man. I can almost bet. I probably bet money, man, that there are more people in the Philly tri-state area that pick up NFL, you know, the NFL game plan that they watch the, you know, the, the all 22 film. I mean, they literally watch film. I can't just say whatever I want to say and think that I'm going to get away with it. If I say something, best believe they're going to go back and they're going to research it. And when they research it, they're going to say, okay, you were right. Okay. You were wrong. They're going to let you know the fans here care about it and have a vested interest in it. There's a lot of blue collar workers out there that have season tickets and they're already pissed off that it keeps going up every year. So when they want a product out there that's, you know, that's, that's, that's comparable for what they're paying, they're going to let you know if they're disliking what your product is out there on the field. So I can't be mad at them for that. No, no, you know not, 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 not at all. But if I am, you, you, when you're a free agent in the league, you're looking for destinations that fit your style of play. There's two things that you said. If the money's right, which is it's never right. Right. <laughs> and then secondly. No, Howie makes it not right. So you right. Gotta... right. Howie makes it not right, the money. Right. And then you add into this, the history of the, how he's been here for 20 years. In 20 years, I mean, like I said, Jeremy Macklin's your last 1,000-yard receiver. You've had one 4,000-yard passer in the history of the franchise and I said yesterday, Kirk Cousins in his 10 years has six. He has that. And, and to show you, Barrett, the reason I bring Kirk Cousins up, we wouldn't consider him elite. Nope. Nope. Okay. We would consider him in the island of really good, right? Kirk yep. Cousins, yep. really good. I got a guy who's really good in Minnesota in a pretty decent division that's comparable with the NFC East. Okay. You got the Packers in there. You Okay. The Vikings have been a, a pretty decent football team under Mike Zimmer. They've underachieved the last two years. Okay, the Bears a couple years ago won a division title with Matt Nagy and with Mitchell Trubisky in a, in a division that had Aaron Rodgers. I'm not saying it's the best. I'm saying it's comparable to the NFC East at best. Well, and you're 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 telling me, okay, that Philly? Why isn't Philly a destination, but Buffalo is? Right, right. Okay, right, right. I mean, Stefan Diggs wants to go to Buffalo and play with Josh Allen. He wanted to go there, and he's excelled there. Damn. Look at Jefferson excelling with Kirk Cousins. Kirk yeah, Cousins. It is. Why is it so that people around the league look at Philly and go, not me, I'm not having anything to do with that? Tyreek Hill. Dude, do you think Tyreek Hill had the Eagles on his on his uh, list of teams to go to? Dan, you got to understand this though. It doesn't matter who's on the what's on their radar. You know, like I, in all actuality, there's only a few players 
that can go out and, and dictate what their destination is going to be. The Honey Badger, he can dictate where he wants to be. It's not a lot of players that can go out there and say, oh, I don't want to go there. Nine times out of ten, what it's like two or three guys on each roster that can say, all right, I want to go here, I want to go there. At the most, five or six. All the rest of them are like, all right, wherever the money is, that's where I'm going. Now, to put an exclamation point on why we don't have any free agents here, we're not paying to play. We don't, we're not paying out the money. We have the money. We're not paying out the money to bring in, you know, big time free agents. We are so close. You know what I'm saying? So close. We made it to the playoffs last year with next nothing. A rookie court, I mean, a rookie um, wide receiver, a second year, second or third year tight end is just starting to come into his own. A running back was hurt for the majority of the time, but still has some explosiveness. And a one hell of an offensive line and defensive line, which took us to another level. Imagine if we add just a couple of pieces to it. We add, if, if we add a big-time linebacker and a big-time receiver to this roster, that's almost guarantee you two more games. Two more games. I, I makes an 11-win ball team. It just for yes. a couple dudes over here, like this dude Chris over here, you don't know shit, guy. I know he was traded, but do you understand what he did? He forced his way out. The Chiefs had a deal on the table. He didn't want it. He said in his press conference, and by the way, I talked to Drew Rosenhaus on the deal. The Jets, he goes, I was never going to New York because I didn't want to play with Zach Wilson. I was going to Miami from the beginning. He forced his way out, got a contract he wanted, and like Barrett said, there's certain guys and few guys that are like him that get that opportunity. So we turn it back around, though, Barrett, and say this, okay, if everything is equal – are they coming to Philly then? Okay. They're not coming here because the money's not right. Exactly. exactly. Okay. So how he runs this team for the owners. I, I, it, he, runs a, he runs a program that is so cheap. The, 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 the Eagles, are, look at the, here. You got a, you got, Two receivers on rookie contracts. You got Goddard. You got Goddard. If you look at his base, it's one below, five yeah, below fair market value. Dude, you got a, you got only five million dollars in your offensive huddle combined. <laughs> as far as the weapons, fifty million dollars. As far as the weapons, less than five million dollars with with a tight end, three receivers, and a running back. You're under basically $6 million as far as total for the salary cap value this year. Two receivers on rookie contracts with your quarterback on a rookie contract. A a, a running back on the rookie contract. And, and making yeah. – the quarterback makes 1.5. Um, Devontae's at like 8.25. Oh, this is not counting bonuses. This is base salary. Quez makes 8.50. I mean, dude, these guys, how you, do you think you're going to win against these elite teams that have wide receivers that are making $15 million and a quarterback like Matthew Stafford that's making $35 to $40 million? You're on, you're on drugs if you think that. Hell, you look you at it. You have to pay to play. Exactly. Look at it. Um, the Rams just went out and, 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 and paid, um, paid the best linebacker in free agency. 
Right. They, they, did you hear what Sean McVay said yesterday too? What's that? We brought him in for his experience and his leadership. Out of da. How'd you like to have that leadership in the middle of the Eagle defense? I'd love that Bobby Wagner had 174 tackles last year in the middle of my defense. You know what that would do for Hardgrave and for Fletcher if you had a backer like that behind those guys instead of these <laughs> catchers and chasers that you have in your defense? Dude, man, come on, guys. Come well, on. I mean, you got to see this, man. It, it gives you whatever you want to do. You could do what you want to do, Dan, because you know he could cover your he could cover you um, by making a you know going out there and making a play. There is nobody last year on 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 in the middle of that defense at the linebacker position that uh, offensive coordinators were worried about. They would double team Fletch and and double team, uh, not even Fletch. They would double team Hargraves all day long, knowing that they would get to the backs when they needed to get to the backs. When you play against guys like Bobby Wagner. You have to worry about where he is. You have to you have to account for him because he's so elusive. He'll go make a play, and next thing you know, it's it's, it's a five yard loss. It's a three yard loss. He gets those tackles lost because he understands how to play the game. His experience that he brings to the game makes you explosive. So now you have to game plan not just for the defensive lineman, but also for the uh, the linebacker. So okay, you're gonna go out there and double team, you know, Aaron Donald. Well, you're, why you're double teaming Aaron Donald? Oh, there goes uh, there goes Wagner. Wagner is for 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 a three yard loss. Now they're like, well, all right, pick your poison. If we double team Aaron Donald, he's gonna get up. Um, he's not he's gonna he's not gonna get the play. But Bobby Wagner's gonna get to the play. He's gonna go have a three yard loss. And then you say, all right, then we're gonna you're gonna chip and go to the uh, go to the backer because we got to get up on him quick. Oh, now you have a five lot five yard loss with Aaron Donald. It's like pick your poison. You can't just, you know, look at one facet on how you're going to game plan this team. That team is now ready to go out there and do what it wants to do on defense because you have two dynamic players on, on, on the first and second level of the defense. We don't have that. We have two pretty good guys. You know, say what you want to say, Fletch, he's going he's gonna to go out there and play at a higher level this year because he's been disrespected. And he's one of those guys – he likes to say, all right, I told you so. I told you I'm still great. So he'll play accordingly. Hargraves is playing for another contract, so you know he's going to ball out. You know what I'm saying? So right now you just double-team those guys up front. There's nobody at the linebacker position that's deep that you have to worry about. So you can just stay on those guys as long as you want. You solidified the law of the line, I mean, uh, the line of scrimmage. So now you don't have to worry about getting to that. You get there when you get there. At least you know you're not going to be – it's not going to be for a tackle for loss you're at least going to be three yards down the field because you double-teamed to the linebacker. And that's a fast that we don't have here in Philadelphia. Who had more talent in his huddle? Donovan McNabb. Does this look like the same talent that was around McNabb? Say that 0-1 season. Um, it, it, does this look like the same kind of talent? A decent tight end, marginal wideouts, they had running backs. The back running there. back, the running back was better, probably. Yeah, yeah. They had Deuce. Okay. Deuce of those guys could, you know, I mean, Deuce was really good. You know, I, I played with Deuce's his rookie year, his rookie in his second his rookie year and his uh second year in the league. Deuce was, I mean, he was explosive, hard-nosed runner, can take it to the edge if he wanted to. His best thing was running inside zone and power plays up the middle. Deuce was a good runner, man, which allowed, you know, Donovan then to um 
you know, start off with play action. You know what I'm saying? They had two bookend tackles that they brought in. So when you look at it, it's kind of the same line as far – it's kind of the same thing as far as talent-wise at the receiver position, the tight end position, and at the offensive line. It's just the running game would be different. You know, the quarterback, the quarterback would be much different. Donovan came in and, you know, he, he wrecked shop his second year. They went to the playoff. Then he went to the um the championship game. Yeah. His second year in the league. 2001. Yeah. So, you know, he was a dynamic player, man. And and I, like I said before, Hurts, Hurts could probably play up to that ability if he gets the training that he needs to get. And I think he's going to try to do anything within reason, within his possibilities to, to, to get that type of training. To come into camp, you know, a lot better than he came in last year. Barrett, you really think he's going to be the passer that Donovan was? I think he can get pretty damn close to it. I really do. I, I give him that much credit. I give him the credit that he's going to do whatever he can to get better. And I don't when, remember Donovan's rookie year if he struggled throwing the ball or not. I, I, I don't remember. He was getting killed because he used to throw balls into the ground all the time. He would skip balls to receivers all day long, and people forget that about Donovan's um his young years. You know his, his you know he <laughs> he's always say he's out there killing worms again. You know he would always do stuff like that. But Don got better because he changed his whole mindset. You know I know his second and third year he changed it. You no, know, his third I'm sorry, his third and fourth year he went to, he went into being like all right i'm i'm a drop back quarterback i'm not even going to run i'm exhaust all the time i can to get into my second or third reads and stay in the pocket i'm not running and it kind of hurt his game a little bit but it made him better in the long run because he could be both type of quarterback then you know i can you use know, athleticism if i want to but i'm a in the pocket type of passer hey you know you you know what it seems to me that TO and the signing of Terrell Owens was like something that must have been so out of character for the Eagles to sign that guy Trade and him. bring a guy like that in, you know, not even counting the personality, but it must have been something because they've never done well. Alshon Jeffries, you got to, they went out and they made a gamble on Alshon Jeffries, and Alshon Jeffries got his money and said, I'll see you. I'm, I'm, I'll see you later because uh, I never thought he did jack <laughs> shit after that when he got his bag of money. I thought he went like this, got my money, see you guys later. I'm out. He's out of the league now. Right, 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 right. I mean, this guy's on a retirement farm somewhere now. So was it that with T.O.? Was it like out of the character of the organization to bring a guy like that It was definitely out of character. It was definitely out of character. In fact, it, it kind of shocked themselves that they did it. But they brought him in, and it instantly opened up the offense. It instantly gave them credibility in the passing game. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it, it it just opened up everything for that offense. And you know, once you couldn't keep leave that that guy in the box, it really put him in a position where, all right, now we could go to you know less than you know efficient wide receivers. You know, you didn't worry about it. now you can make a guy like uh, what's his name from um, uh, I guess from um, from UCLA. Uh, he, he said, "Thank my hands." Well, stream, you guys know it is. I want to thank my hands for catching. It. He caught that pass in Green Bay. What was his name? I know UCLA the UCLA kid. Yeah, from UCLA, first rounder from UCLA. Oh my goodness, what is his name? Come on now, stream. You guys know what I'm talking about. First rounder from the Eagles, UCLA. Um, that Fred, 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 Freddie Mitchell, Freddie Mitchell. That's the name, Freddie Mitchell. There we go, Freddie Mitchell. He could then go to guys like Freddie Mitchell and make Freddie Mitchell look good because he's opposite 
of T.O. Nobody's worried about where Freddie Mitchell. Freddie Mitchell be running around there all day long. Everybody was worried about where um, where T.O. was, which opened up everybody else in the offense. And that's what people aren't getting about if they go out and get a big-time stud wide receiver. You go out and get somebody like D.K. Metcalf or A.J. Brown. Everybody's going to, you know, the, all the coverage is going to, you know, go that way, which leads one-on-one with Smith. I'll take that all day and twice on Sunday. I'll take that, you know, going to Goddard because they're going to double team those two guys. I mean, uh, that guy over there, I mean, I, I, it'll open this offense up. I mean, it'll make the read so much more easier for Hurts. He wouldn't have to worry about reading where the coverage was because they have everything and in, in, everybody in the kitchen sink over on one side trying to stop either DK or AJ. And that you'll have Smith running wide open on the other side. You know, those are things that, you know, you, that opens up. When um when when you have a big time player on the opposite side of the field, so, I mean it's, it's it's it it irritates me to no end to saying all right we're gonna go ahead we're gonna invest in this um we're gonna you know Jalen Hurts is our guy we're gonna go with Jalen Hurts but yet you tie his hands behind his back and not give him the weapons he needs to open up the offense and then you take victory laps for getting more. Um, come on, come on now, Kevin. <laughs> how could you how could you forget Freddie the stiff? <laughs> <laughs> Rough. <laughs> hey, that's tough room, dog. <laughs> right. Hey, I, n- n- how in the world do you think that you could take victory laps because you got more opportunities for more prospects? This is prospect deal. This is a prospect deal. Yes. This is not making your football team better. This is giving you more of an opportunity to make your football team better. I get it. It's true. More opportunities you have, hopefully you land on a guy. Well, I want to be in the here and now, though. Get in the here and now. Okay, so you know what I'd like to tell the fans? Okay, I'll tell you what. Since Howie cares so much about 2023, why don't you give me a reduction in my season ticket prices because it seems that you give a shit more about (laughs) next year Okay, instead of my tickets being 375 bucks, why don't we knock it down to 275? Since you guys see the Eagles think, well, if we build it, you will come. Okay, well, well they're gonna you're come taking anyway. advantage of your fans when you do that. We will come anyway, and that's 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 our problem. We're gonna come anyway. We're gonna Duck says free agency's not over yet. Well, bro, Duck, I'm trying to find guys on the free agent list and i've checked pretty much every guy off here i mean i don't know what you're looking at you're in the trade department now there ain't any what you think you're getting odell beckham why in the hell would odell beckham want to come in november and play in philadelphia why would he want to do that he's going to stick there and and, um in los angeles with the rams and get another opportunity or at best he's going to go to tampa and play with brady look at all these guys gone you're in the land of trades now. You're not in the land of free agency. You're not getting a quality guy. You're in the Zach Pascal land. Yep. I mean, you thought that Zach Pascal is going to open up anything as far as offense in this? Nothing. Nah. Nah. Dude, he's a special teams guy. <laughs> I, I mean, know. He, he's a little bit. He started, I mean, he started like 13 games last year. Or 10 games. Sorry, 10 games last year. So, wait a minute. So, Carson <laughs> threw the ball. So that was one of Carson's wideouts? Yes. 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 He was a starter last year. Okay. So 
Wentz had 27 touchdowns and seven picks last year and a 95 quarterback rating. And the only guy he had in that huddle was Michael Pittman. Well, and he also had um, Pascal. Jonathan Taylor in the backfield, 18-10. I get it. You got a guy running the ball like that. Dude. Is it it too much to say that they're waiting until draft day (laughs) to make a trade, not for a a, a rookie, I mean, a guy coming in, but but trying to trade for an impact player in the draft? That's not in the draft. That's a veteran player. They're going to trade draft picks for. I'm hoping that's what they're doing. Let's hit on that because I'm praying to. Okay. Hey, watch this. And here, here are my here are my least favorite words. Maybe. Right. Hope. Okay. I think. I think. Yeah. I think. You know. I hate those words because they're all hoping to hit the lottery. Right. He's Barrett Brooks. I'm Dan Cilio. We are on the middle. Keep it right here. Hit the like button. Catch you in three. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian in my heart. I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. 
Welcome back to the middle. Barrett Brooks, Dan Filio, hour number two. Well, I'll tell you, man, I don't know how you look at your kids, Barrett. But my, my, my daughter got this letter yesterday. On behalf of the, let me get this here. On behalf, like this is grades. On behalf of the Honorary Board of Regents and the Board of Directors, it's an honor to congratulate you on your nomination for National Society of Collegiate Scholars. I'm enclosing your nomination acceptance. Uh, we are very proud of your academic achievements. She's got a 4.0. She's a captain Congrats. of her team. And she's going to be honored by the National um, Honor Society. Wow. Like this. I was the stupidest dude in the history of college football. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Okay. I mean, dude, when they go like this, so what do I need now? Well, your freshman year, you need a 167. What's the next year? 187. Then you have to have a 193. And then I go, you have to have, leave the place with a 2 0. And I'm like, okay, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't I mean, seriously, man. Jesus Christ. My kid's got four O's. She's like, Dad, I got this project. I go, what are you getting? She goes, I got four A's right now. I'm like, good night. Well, look, 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 look. I'm not sure I ever had an A on my report card in my life. Look, look, look. You have to you have to you have to scare your kids. She's like, hey, you don't want to be like me, okay? So make sure you do it the right way. She asked me, she goes, if you had to do one thing over again, would would, you, would you? I said I probably would have wanted to do a little bit better in my in my grades because I had a free opportunity. Yeah. You know, when yeah. I was in college, they gave us everything we needed to succeed. And I mean, I'm like Vinny Testaverde, dude. We play, we stayed like five years at college and I'm still 30 credits shy. <laughs> <laughs> but I went to every summer school there was. Okay. I Go stayed. Ahead. Oh man. Why well, yeah, I, I man, Miss Brooks wasn't playing that, bro. She wasn't playing that. Congratulations man. to the milkman. That's probably right, man. That's probably <laughs> right, dog. <laughs> That's probably right. Okay. Dude, man, it's completely my wife. It ain't me, man. I have no, I, I have no understanding of the, nor did I care. I mean, I told you I got caught cheating. Coach Johnson had to go to the dean of like the business school. Listen, I know this and this. And you know this. what that tells me? That tells me you were a hell of a player, bro. Oh, no. <laughs> Hey, for Jimmy to get off his ass to put his neck on the line, he goes, did you really sit in the front row and have shit under your arm? I go, yeah. I go, one thing, coach, I may have cheated, but I ain't going to lie to you. Right. <laughs> and he goes, oh, what, you think that, like, covers that? I go, I think I should get some extra credit for that. Yeah. He goes, let me show you your extra credit. Start running. <laughs> Dude, oh, man, I ran my had, ass off, had, man. We had study hall. We had all that stuff, man. They, they used to kill me, bro. I, I my mom's didn't play, man. Like I, I um, I, yeah, I didn't want to disappoint her, but it was more so the fear of 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 me not, me not. She didn't play. I'm telling you, man, Miss Brooks didn't play, man. So, I mean, I did all right at school. I, I mean, I, I made okay grades. You know, like I graduated like a two point nine or something like. No, that. No, no, no. Your diploma was the one that you folded up and put in your back pocket. Right. That was your diploma. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly where my diploma went too, dog. I didn't, hey, I, your I, diploma I didn't post in your wallet, dog. Right. Okay. Hey, let me let me let me let me give you a real quick story. This guy's name is Derwin Jones. He played with me and Jerome Brown at Miami and loved him. We called him Gray. He was so black. <laughs> and hey, <laughs> Jerome dubbed him Gray. And 
all of a sudden, man, we're sitting here stretching. We're stretching, and, I, and Jerome goes, hey, Derwin, is that your mom? And all of a sudden, Derwin's mom's walking. She's, like, walking, like, towards him, and she's stomping. Dude, she's stomping right. towards Jimmy. And all of a sudden, I said, Jerome, I can, I can hear Jerome, and then I can hear Derwin go, oh, shit. And he goes, he's got two deficiencies. He is not playing until he gets those deficiencies up. We're, I'm listening to this, and I start laughing. She looked over at me. She goes, I know your ass, too. You ain't no influence on him. You're a bad influence. You win that dude right there. And I'm going, hey, I, <laughs> I don't know what – hey, you know, that's, she's the, the, the woman that introduced me to collars and greens and all this shit. And I love Mr. Jones, man. I'm going like this. Well, I'm not bad – he goes, Jerome, you ain't no good influence, too. You're supposed to be taking care of my baby. God dang it. See? Someone's going to graduate with a degree in my family, and it's your ass. Get your ass off this field right now. She grabbed his ass by – like, I'm not – we're – I'm sitting there watching this. I look over. I go, the butch day. I go, his mom came right down there, grabbed his ass, Bro. put him off the field. He was in practice the next day, and I'm going like this. How'd it go? He goes, well, I promised my mama I'd be sure that I got study halls and shit, and I would stay away from you two. I said, what? Bro. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Miss Brooks didn't play, man. She was the same way, bro. She and I knew she would do something like that, so that's why I didn't play with her. Like I wasn't trying to, I wasn't trying to get in anything like that, bro. Like I, I went to class. I made sure I went to class. I wasn't trying to, you know, you know, because because I told you, Snyder, man. Snyder's one of those guys would say, uh, "Now, Barrett, <laughs> I told you, you missed class. You're gonna run." But I'm calling your mom. I'm like, come on, Coach. Why you got to bring my mom? I'm a grown man. No, I wouldn't have to come talk to you about this if you were a grown man. You know, I mean, come on, Coach. Like, he wouldn't play at all, man. He would not play. He would call my mother at the drop of a dime. Like, I, you know, I had my son. My son was uh, – I had my son when I was in college. And uh, Kansas doesn't play when it comes to to um, child support. And uh, my child support – I mean, it wasn't nothing. It was like 15 bucks a month. It was nothing. I used to cut hair to pay my child support. Huh. I missed my child support payment once and they called the head coach. And he's like, look, they called me. You missed the payment. Come on now. We can't have that. I'm like, they called you and I'm only three days late, 15 bucks. And, and they, they called you over that. Yeah. So next week we had this guy, he did the same thing. Now, John, you know what I'm saying? John was, he was about to marry the girl. But, you know, they were living together. He was about to marry him, but he wasn't paying the child support. You know, before they moved in together, he was paying child support. Well, when they moved in together, he stopped paying the child support. And, bro, they came in to the locker room. Went down. They went down the locker room, and we're on the field practicing, picked him up from practice and took him in, arrested him. And, and the coach was like, well, what's going on? He hasn't been paying child support. I said, and he was like, coach, I live with the girl. We're about to get married. We, you know, we don't know that. And they took him off the field and took him in. That's crazy. Yes, took him in. They don't play. I remember one time I was playing for, I'm playing for the Eagles, and we're flying into Kansas City, and we we touched down in Kansas City. Evidently, it was a player. I think he went to Mizzou. He had a kid in Kansas City, and SRS. As soon as he got off the plane, met him at the plane, and took him off the plane. In Kansas, they do not play about child support, bro. Wow, man. <laughs> Holy cow. Hey, I want to tell you one story before we move on here. 
I don't know if you remember, remember Lewis Oliver. He played defensive back for in the NFL for the yep. Dolphins, played yep. a long time. And he played for Galen Hall at Florida. Wait till you hear this thing. Galen Hall got thrown. Galen Hall was um, Paterno's first quarterback at Penn State. And he ended up going back, and he was the offensive coordinator at the end when Joe Paul got fired. But he was a Penn State guy, and I ended up playing for him in the World League. So did Carl Dunbar. And by the way, Tracy Rocker, who's the Eagles defensive line coach. Also Carl Dunbar. Played. That's my dude. That's my friend brother, Hey, too. dude. Let me just tell you something, man. Galen Hall was one of the best coaches, and he coached the Gators and Emmett and all them guys. So listen to this, man. He had a girl that he got pregnant, and they're married to this day, and they got lovely kids and this and that. So Galen Hall got thrown out of football for this. You tell me if you think this is the wrong thing. This is pretty salty too, Barrett. They came in there, these two honor society kids, they go to Galen. They go, hey, we don't have enough money for an abortion. Galen Hall paid for it. Wow. Gave them the money because he didn't want to ruin their lives. The NCAA came in and banned him for life. What? So Paterno, oh, banned him for life. Dude, he was 44, like six and one. And he, he oh, that program, they, they had John L. Williams, Neil Anderson, Lorenzo Hampton. They had Lomas Brown on that team. Wow. Kerr, David Williams. They had Wilbur Marshall. They, they, hey. I mean, that thing was loaded, man. What program was this? This is the Gators. Wow. And he got thrown out of football for that. And I always wondered, man, I mean, I get it. It's kind of, if you just hear it, it sounds awful. But if you know the, if you know the man, they're married to this day. You know, they just wanted their lives. And, and I was thinking – did Gala do anything wrong there? You know, that's, I was that's, always that's like, tough, man, that's real tough, man, because because he was looking out for the two kids and the two teenagers, you know? Right, right, right. And, you know, that's that's, you know, that's the bad part about, you know, being a coach, because you're not just a coach, you're a father figure to some, um, you're a friend to some, you know, so, you know, you, you, you see so many, so many you know, opportunities to either enrich their lives or, 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 you know, to make sure that they get along in life the right way. And you, when you try to help them, you know, they come to you, you know, as, as this, you know, somebody that, you know, they're consoling in. I mean, how do you react to a situation like that? You know what I mean? That's, 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 that's tough, tough, tough. You know what I mean? And I just, I just, I think Galen was looking out for the two kids and trying mm -hmm. to do the right thing and they didn't have any money. And so Galen took it out of his pocket, and the NCAA goes, oh, this is what they do, the illegal money, he's paying for abortion. And it's again, if you put it and you see it on paper, it, sounds it looks terrible. Right. It looks terrible. But if you know the human stories and the human interest stories behind it and what they were trying to accomplish, wanting to graduate, to have a better life, I just I always – you know, coaches, coaches try to do the best they can for kids. Right. Like, right. look at you, Barrett. I mean, Jimmy Johnson saved my life. And can you imagine the decision that uh, Coach made for you, Snyder made for you when he grabbed you and you pulled your arm away? Think about that. There's a significant moment in your life. You pulled your arm away, and he refused to have that arm get pulled away. He went back a second time and grabbed you. Right. And if it wasn't for that second time, Barrett, you could have been at a junior college, and your dream could have been somewhere up in smoke because you know you need luck in this thing too, to get through this journey to where you got to. I told you less than 1% of 
of the one percenters who make it to the NFL play as long as you did. Well, which you know is what? even cycle less than one percent of the people make it to the NFL, which means you have a better chance of being an astronaut. And the people that make it to the NFL who played 12 years, you're less than one percent of the one percenters, which is insanity. Bro, I look at it from this vantage point. Um, I never said I quit, but I said I don't play for you anymore. And he told me, you know, later on, you know, later on down the lines, you know, like the, you know, it's like my junior year and here I'm an all American. And like, he did things like this. Like I got voted captain after my sophomore year. I got voted captain my sophomore year, my junior year, but he didn't let me be a captain until my senior year because he said he, I wasn't in a point in my life that uh, he would trust me being a captain because of what I said to certain people they would do. And I wasn't always saying the best things to do. You know what I'm saying? So he didn't let me be a captain until my senior year. They said, yes, you could be a captain. But, you know, little things like that, you know, made me appreciate who Coach Schneider was. You know, um, there was a lot of the times, you know, I got in trouble. I remember one time I was downtown um, in Aggieville. And, uh, you know, it was, a, um, you know, Fort Riley is, a, is an Army base, probably like 30 minutes down the road from from kansas state in manhattan and they used to come up and they try to talk to the girls you know you know the girls from our college and every once in a while we get in a fight you know what i'm saying beat up on them you know or they beat up on us you know it's just, it's just you know what i'm saying that that you know that dominant thing football players versus soldiers you know what i'm saying it was like you know two hours it. you know what i'm saying so one time i'm doing something and my boy you know one of my best friends you know my boy he said he's talking to a girl, dude comes up to her, hey, that's my girl, yada, yada, yada. And he you know, comes over and he swings at my boy. And when he swings at my boy, you know, I once he swung at me, he missed. I had to I had to cancel his Christmas. I, boom. Hey, hear what he said. I had him. Yeah. <laughs> so I knocked him out. He was out for like 15 minutes. So we walked down the way. We go to another bar. We're coming out the another uh the other bar like 30 minutes after we got there. We're coming out, and dude comes out with a gun and start shooting, you know what I'm saying? And shooting and we're running, flying, getting it. We're out of there. We're getting it. You know what I'm saying? And the police came and they arrested me because I was running. I'm like, why are you arresting me? You need to arrest this dude for, for shooting at him. We heard you knock him out. I said, no, nobody saw me knock him out. I don't know. No, he must've said that because he didn't like us. You know, he don't like football players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long story long, coach Snyder comes down and I'm sitting in this jail cell. And he is just reaming me out. He's like, he's like, coach, coach, you, you and the police officer said, coach, you can take him now. No, he needs to sit here for a little longer. I'm like, coach, let me go. No, you sit here for a little longer. He leaves, leaves me sitting inside that bed, leaves. And I'm sitting inside this thing like, man, this dude left me in here. He came to get me at six o'clock in the morning. And he got, I was that long ride again, 20 minute ride to the stadium. And I ran from 6 o'clock, 6.30, all the way up until like 8 o'clock in the morning, man. You know what I'm saying? Then he let me go to class. But those are the little things that he did, you know, just to – I mean, it wasn't even my fault. I mean, I had to knock dude out, but, you know, he didn't have to come shooting, you know what I'm saying? But long story long, that's him. You know, he came, got me, said, hey, you can leave with him now. No, he made me stay there until morning. My, my, my pop did that, man. This guy, I'm driving – this was my senior year in high school, too. I wasn't captain my senior year. I'm at a stoplight, man, and this guy, my window's like this. It's open, 
And I guess the driver, my buddy, Jim Colford, said something to him. So he reaches in and he hits me in the chin. I get out of the car and I proceed to smash this guy's face into the cement and I destroy this guy. <laughs> you got to know my grandfather was a fireman in this city for 30 years. So I'm in, I'm, I got blood all over me, dude. I killed this guy. I mean, I really, I, this guy looked like hamburger helper. <laughs> hey, I'm sitting in jail. He goes, are you brother bears kid? I go, I am. He goes, what's his, we don't need the number. We not, we have it. I go, Holy <laughs> shit. So my grandfather goes like this, leave his ass there. And so I was like, wow, <laughs> I'm sitting in piss. I'm sitting in it. Hey, dude. I sat there until morning time until my pop came and got me, man. He, you mother, he, <laughs> I know all these cops in this city, man. They were laughing. They were laughing at me. I sat in this jail cell. Bro, they're laughing at me too, man. I'm sitting in there like, man, so I'm, you know, I'm about to leave out. Hey, you can take him now, coach. I mean, uh, you can take him now, coach. Now, no, I'm going towards the, no, he needs to sit there for a little while. You just sit there for a little while. Then hey, I got shot. I got shot in the back once. What? I got arrested when I was a young kid. It was I was in, I was in um, Illinois. My my dad wanted me to live with him, and I, whatever. So I go out there and I take these snowballs, do put rocks in them, and this old like, this this farmhouse had all these windows where these chicken coops were, and I'm going like this, dude. I'm just throwing. I'm just throwing like this here, man. Okay. I'm just throwing, breaking them. And this guy breaks the and goes, Hey, you son of a bitch. I turn this guy's got a shotgun. I start running for my house. Shoots me in the back. I didn't know they were salt. salt oh, tablet, oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. He shot me. <laughs> Boom. Bang. I'm like, I'm going to die. I get up, man. I'm running to my house and. My stepmother, man, I come walking in. My entire, my parka is just blown. <laughs> Bro. I was a hellion, man. I was a hellion. My back of my parka, my back had salt in it. This guy popped oh. me twice. Boom, boom. <laughs> Dude, I was a. Oh, I was just a terror kid, man. When I was younger, I was just a terror kid, dude. But see, I wouldn't, I wouldn't see. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I still wouldn't play with Miss Brooks, man. She, she was not one to be fooled with, bro. She was not <laughs> one to be fooled with. I'm that's telling you, why man. You keep saying he's trying <laughs> to get to heaven, man. Right. <laughs> I love it, man. Maybe that how he's trying to get to the Hall of Fame. I don't know, man. No, hey, he... do me a favor. Uh, we want to reset here, so um. Xander, put up the trade again that the Eagles made with the Saints yesterday. And and Barrett, I want everyone to hear what you had to say about this trade here because, quite frankly, I happen to agree with you and Gary Cobb. Gary Cobb went like this. I don't care. Yesterday, the Eagles positioned themselves to get the 18th pick, 101. They have two ones now still. 15 and 18. Um, right. And they have 101, 237. Next year, they got a, another number one. And in 2024, they got a second rounder. Okay. Saints received the 16th pick. They have the 19th pick. 
in 194. I would say this to you, Barrett. I think the Saints are positioning themselves to draft a quarterback in this draft. Would you agree? Yep. Even okay. with them paying, what I'm paying, um, paying Jameson, uh, Jameson I, I think they are trying to get up there to get a quarterback. They're trying to, you know, build up the assets to do it. But I, I, I don't see, I don't see the relevance right now in this Eagles team going in, going into 2022. It's just not. To me, I knew they weren't going to use all three first round picks. I knew they were going to at least send one for next year, find somebody to come in and take one for next year. I knew this was going to happen, but it still doesn't change the fact of how I feel as though this team needs to worry about now instead of worrying about the future. Why are we, you know, trying to pick up more ass for next year? Oh, it's a cover your ass clause for Howie, you know, just in case Jalen doesn't get a draft pick. I mean, it doesn't, um, doesn't play well. They'll get a draft pick next year, position themselves to get a draft pick next year to get one of those quarterbacks. Like I said, like Van Dyke, from Miami, Stroud from um, from um, from Ohio State. Ohio State. So I don't see the preparation for going into this year, and 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 you know, you, if if you're going to replenish, you know, the troops, I can understand it. But we're trying to see who Jalen is, and if you're not giving him ample opportunity to be a great player, then you're hurting him. He's not going to be able to succeed because you haven't given him what he needs to succeed. So you can't say that he hasn't been able to – he's went out there and he's he's not, you know, put himself in a position to be a better player. He's doing it right now. He's out trying to get the best help he can. But you're not giving him anything on the field to help him out as they go into the future. He He's going to be the same way he was last year. These are the same weapons he has last year. You know, and, and when you got down to teams that had winning records, you didn't play well against them because you didn't have enough to win against these teams. That's how you get enough by drafting players, getting somebody in your house, get the talent in your house first. Then you think about doing everything else, man. But at the end of the day, you don't have a, you don't have a a legitimate number one to take you to that next level. Since you don't have a legitimate number one, how do you feel as though you're helping Jalen Hurts become a better player? You're just not doing it. I don't, I don't see the relevance in getting these picks I I just rounder in two thousand in two thousand twenty four. What does that have to do with anything? I I I just I mean, what about twenty twenty two? Like you said, I mean, watch this. Is it a good deal? I, I, I yeah, it's a good deal for a talent evaluator for a guy who knows what he's doing when yeah. it comes to picking players. But Barrett, I mean, I just I I just don't see. This guy taking all these assets and landing on the pods to make the team better. I mean, I yeah, what what look, I saw Paul and these guys going, hey, look, man, we added a first and a second. You're right. But if you have all that, why aren't you utilizing it for today? It's almost like, do you agree, Barrett? It's almost like they don't really like the draft and they really don't like the roster and they're not sold that this draft is all that hot and they may want to, Hey, how about this? Why wouldn't you have waited closer to the draft to do this when maybe you could have got more? Yes, exactly. That's why the saints jumped on it. You could have gotten more as you go gotten closer to the, um, to the draft. At this point, you don't have, you don't have a good defense. So why not bolster up the defense? That's why they feel as though it's not a good draft. I guess, you know I mean? If, if they're saying that, 
because there's not a lot of defenders out there. I mean, not a lot of offensive uh, guys out there. There's, this is more of a a heavy, I, I would say, defensive caliber, rush end, uh, defensive draft, as, as, as opposed to what I've seen before. I mean, this is the best edge rushing, rushing class I've seen in a long time. In fact, for the last 10 years, these are the best edge rushers I've seen in one draft in the last 10 years. I mean, the amount of talent they have, they got Johnson, they got, you know, uh, Wyatt, they got a bunch of guys that can rush the passer, you know, Thibodeau. I mean, these guys are special, generational type of players. Hutchinson. Hutchinson, they can come in and be, you know, focal points in somebody's defense for the next 10 years. Why not take advantage of it? Those two you know old linemen, too, I think you add into the mix there. If you're looking at drafting, Ah-da-da. those two guys here, and again, two or I mean, three. The, the kid from North Carolina State, um, Alabama, and the kid from Mississippi State. Look at Northern Colorado. The kid from Northern yeah, that Colorado. Kid. Penny. Yep. Penny. Man, he's that's 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 four or five deep right there. Bear, what do you think is tougher to find and tougher to build? A franchise quarterback or a franchise O line? When you say a complete O line, um I, I would say Is it, there it, such a thing in the NFL as a complete O line? Yeah, I mean the Eagles had it for like five years straight. Um the last year as they go on, I mean this 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 Offensive line they have right now is is pretty damn good, you know. Starting from last year, in fact, I would have to I would have to say the past six years this offensive line has been really good. I mean, really, really good. I mean, when Jason Peters was playing as a unit, yeah, as a unit, you know, Lane Johnson, you know, I mean, these guys are balling. Brandon Brooks coming in, uh, you know, Sam Milo turning into player he is, Kelsey being the player he is, you know, this this offensive line has been steady, steadily good for the past six years. Would you agree, Barrett, that when you have two bookend tackles in a center, that's the basis of beginning of really developing a great O-line? Because when you have the center position, he's your quarterback in the O-line. Yep. And when you have bookend tackles like that, you could put best athlete in at the guards. And Again, like I say about the guard position, to me, I think you have to have great feet inside because there's a lot of traffic in there. You have to be, and you need you to move your feet back in there. You, you got to have a stiff back in the inside, man. You got to be able to bow up and and because it's the shortest way to the quarterback. So you have you have that strong physical guys in the inside. Those guys on the outside, man. You got to be dancing bears, man, because you're going against um you're going against pass rushers that if you were to line up head to head and run a forty, they would blow us away, blow us out the water. Well, you're asking us to go backwards, and those guys are going forwards. You're trying to intersect at a point and stay stout at that point. Or pushing by, I mean that's 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 tough, man. So when you look at you know you look at the framework on all great offensive lines, you got two great tackles. I mean even Dallas when you were there, you had Tournay and you had Williams, and you know a little bit when um you know when um Larry Allen went out there, um you look at all the top tier you know teams you know their offensive line that had great offensive lines, it usually started with those tackles and worked its way inside. You know, that's the framework on how you really – that's how I would build it. If I was a building offensive line, I'd have two bookend tackles to start it off. You think that do – you, do you think the offensive line coach in Philadelphia, do you think that he has total autonomy um, on who he takes? On who he takes? Like, he must be looking at guys because, again, you know, people are telling me that Howie Roseman, he drafted Mulata. I don't believe that. I think the guy, the offensive line coach – was the guy that recommended that move. 
and he's the guy that brought that dude in. And to that was me, his pick. That was his pick. Yes. Okay, so to me, if he's making these kind of picks, could, could you see them still in this draft taking an offensive lineman? I believe they would. I mean, last, why did they take an offensive lineman last year? That was that was. There's always a need for an offensive lineman, but yes. then they go get Ladder and Dickerson in the second round. It kind of threw me for a loop until the season started. And guys started going down, and here Landon Dickerson is as a rookie playing out there. And he had a rough game or so, but after that, man, he solidified himself. He's going to be a good lineman for a long time now. Um, do I think they'll do it again? I, they'll always be looking for a great offensive lineman, you know, and they're going to listen to Coach Stout. As Coach Stout says he wants, he's usually get. He's one of the main guys as far as saying, if I want it, he's going to get it. You know what I'm saying? Because that's, you know, that's the kind of cachet that he has. You know, he's just a great guy that, you know, and players love playing for him. I mean, you heard Kelsey's speech, you know, midway through the, well, towards the end of the season, you know, um, you know, he was like, you know, nobody liked him. You know, I was too small, you know, but hey, Coach Stoughton was in my corner. You know, you very rarely do you find guys talk about their coach the way these guys talk about Coach Stoughton, from the bodyguard, Jason Peters, to Kelsey, to to everybody that's played under him and been under his tutelage, they all love him, man. He's a great guy, man. Great guy. Every time I get a chance to talk to him, I make sure that I talk to him, man. There is a quarterback that is making a play on social media for DK Metcalf. I want to tell you who that is. And it's not just Jalen Hurts that's trying to do that with A.J. Brown and DK Metcalf. There's another quarterback now that is taking the social media on it. I want to show you the power of a quarterback and maybe – the power of an organization listening to the quarterback. He's Barrett Brooks. I'm Dan Cilio here on the middle back in three. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian in my heart. I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. of life. 
First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Barrett Brooks and Silio. Little programming note: Barrett's boy, Rod Jaworski, will be with me um, on the afternoon show on the National Football Show. Somewhere in the four, somewhere in the four o'clock hour, we're going to talk to him. He's doing some uh, signings today, so we're going to catch up with Jaws. We'll talk to him. Hey, you know, I asked Bar- Barrett. I asked uh, Xander this. He's a big player in Philly, still, isn't he, Ron? Yes, he is. He had a lot to do with. Um... The hiring of um, uh, Doug Peterson. Uh, I don't know how active he was in this um, this signing. You know, with with, with Coach as a Sirianni. consultant. Yes, as a consultant. Yes, he does a lot. You know, as far as you know, um, those major type of moves because they trust they trust Jaws. You know, Jaws is not going to sugarcoat anything. He's going to tell them the way it is, good, bad, or indifferent. You know, he's going to you know put his opinion out there, and you know, and he, and he doesn't you know act like you know it's anything other than his opinion you know he's, he's he feels strong about it so he's gonna let somebody know about it um they value his opinion because it's work you know the hiring of doug peterson uh it had a lot to do with him his relationship with doug so um why wouldn't you listen to a guy that's been in the league as long as he was in the league then turn around and has more success is in the business world you know it's like the perfect storm it's the perfect you know, a mix of, of having success on the field, having success off the field in the business world, and just him being um, who he is, just a nice, likable guy, you know what I'm saying, a genuine type of guy. I can call Jaws right now, and he'll give me the shirt off his back, you know, understand that, you know, I would do the same for him. Why Why do they listen to him and not Seth? Seth, his glasses always half full. <laughs> Seth is going to say whatever Seth wants to say. Oh, so he's more political in his delivery, Jaws, than Seth. Well, after, that's that's because you know he understood you have to have a certain amount of coof when dealing with an organization. Agreed. Now, now you and Seth, you guys lack that sometimes. You know, well, completely. You know, so you got to know when to 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 you know hold your tongue or or when to. No, you're right. That there's politics involved with just you know with with you know having this type of relationship with people. You know, I think that's you guys a have thing it. where you guys are smarter than us. <laughs> <laughs> I just think because we're reactors, dude. I mean, watch this. I see something. I'm going to go like this. That's bullshit. <laughs> okay? I mean, you it, and you're going to go, well, you know, it is. But here's why it's bullshit. And right. you're gonna, you, know, you give it to it. And, no, no, and you're right. It, right. It, it, it's, it's, a, it's a diplomatic way of getting to what you need. And my yes. wife says that. It's one of the reasons why sometimes my delivery on the air, someone will hear something, they'll go, why are you so angry? I'm like, I'm not. I'm just telling you the truth. You don't like it? That's tough shit. It's what it is, man. I mean. <laughs> would, would, would your wife say, okay, you know, Dan, you were oh, right, Jesus. Dan. Bro, Dan, you Dan, were right. 
You're right, much man. You know how many times? Okay, you know what? My aunt, she got mad at me yesterday because I've been in this business 30 years. I've only been fired four times. Right. Okay? It's not like I've been fired like a boatload of times in this thing here. And so the times I was right, I was killing a team or whatever. And my wife will just do this. Hey, you're right about the hurricanes, man. Congratulations to you. Now you're out of work, right? Yeah. Hey, you were right about the Bucks and Mark Dominic. They waited for you to do something stupid. Three monkeys. Now you're you're you've been there for how long? I go 15 years. And they fired you and you were still doing eight shares in the morning. Congratulations to you. You were right. I'm like, God dang. <laughs> See, I, I, I handled poorly. <laughs> Hand, hey, but you know what happens, Barrett? Eventually, if you get hit in the chin enough, you know to duck. <laughs> right, 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 right. You know, and you I, know I, to I, duck. Okay, how about Lamar Jackson now taking to social media saying he wants DK Metcalf on the Ravens? Well, and by the way, I think that'd be a great fit. And by the way, he'll block for him. Yep. He'll go out there and run past. And also, by the way, the Ravens will do something about it. <laughs> yeah, because the owner's spectacular. They've got. I'm going to get to the Eagle culture in a minute. There is a great culture in that Ravens front office and in that Ravens locker room. There's just a great culture of winning expectations, um, landing on the right draft choices. They just do such a great free agency, the signings that they do in free agents. The Ravens are always competitive. And I mean, you know it better than anybody having been in that rivalry between the Steelers and the Ravens. Did you ever play against the Ravens when they weren't good? No. No, I never had that luxury. Or physical. No, I never had that luxury either. When I played against the Ravens, they were either uh, top five. <laughs> and, and, you know, and as far as, you know, being a great team or, you know, saying number one. You know, as far as winning the Super Bowl, uh, I remember being playing back when they when they first had they I mean they had McCrary, rushing the past they had McCrary and Peter Bowler on the outside. They had Starks out on the cornerback. Um, Woodson was one corner. Um, you know, in the middle they had Ray. Sarah Shit, Dion may have been uh, there. Right, Dion was there too. Yep. Then they had um they had um they had Goose there. Sarah Goose in the middle. Of, um, they had another big tackle. I forget his name, man, but. They had a squad squad, you know, and then, you know, later on, you know, I, I played against, uh, uh, you know, when they had Ray and Ed and all those guys, you know, Suggs. With, with Suggs, you know, Terrell Suggs come off the corner. They've always been stacked, man. You know, I mean, even they had Darren Sharper, you know, oh, not Darren Sharper, one of the Sharp brothers. Yeah. Linebacker. I mean, they've always been a complete physical type of team. They had Lewis running the rock, you know, Lewis is a, Punishing. Oh, dude, he was a two thousand yard back one year. Yeah, yeah. So that old line they had there with Ogden, and they had the kid from Miami, McKinney. Mm -hmm. Dude, they Ogden, had Ogden they, was unbelievable. They landed. I mean, Ozzy did such, and the owner, owner was so good, and he's still good. And now you know you bring in a guy like I. And, and by the way, man, I can't be more prouder than. I love Lamar Jackson and everything he stands for. I just am such a freaking fan of this kid. You know, I, I, I stand up for him. I back him all the time. Somebody's taking shots at him because he's got gold teeth and dreads. And I'm like, man, most of you people don't even know what dreadlocks mean. Right. Okay? It's, I mean, you have no idea what the heritage means of it. 
And I'm thinking to myself, I go, it's honoring the past. You guys don't even understand what that means. And I'm like, he's such, and then he goes out on the pavement and goes to inner city kids. He goes, I want to try to touch somebody's life. I just freaking love this guy. And the way he, he, I, I tell you what, of all the quarterbacks in the league, next to Brady, this guy wants to win so bad. He yep. is such a driven kid. That's the kind of shit I want to see. And Jalen, I think, has some of that intangible in him as well. Well, and, that's it. That's what I've been trying to tell you. I mean, I, I look at the intangibles, yeah. and they say, oh, the intangibles don't mean quarterback. Well, you're right. His, his intangible is he wants to be the best quarterback, not the best athlete, not the best leader. He wants to be the best quarterback. And he's going to do whatever he can to be that court. He doesn't necessarily want to run. He doesn't want to run. He wants to be a passer, but he also wants to win so bad that he's going to do whatever it takes to win. And that's what you want in a player. You definitely I'm, want that in a player. I'm going to I'm going to make a prayer here. I'm going to pray to God here for a second. You ready? There you go, man. My mom's going to be proud of you, bro. Okay, good. Miss Brooks, you're going to love this prayer. <laughs> Dear God, please don't let Lamar Jackson sign his contract with the Ravens so that the Eagles can make a play for him next year when his contract is up so that they could sign him. God, Heavenly Father, please make it happen. Thank you so much. <laughs> That's my prayer. Don't get the deal done in Baltimore. I'll take him. Well, you know what? He's going to sign that deal, man, just like the stream just said. He's probably going to sign the deal within the next two weeks, for probably about $200 million. You know, 200 No way. I'm giving him more than Watson. He's checked all the box. Yeah, here's why. He's an MVP. Led the league yep. in touchdown passes. Yep. He's won 80% of his ball games. Yep. He's a consummate leader. I, the injuries scare me a bit, so I've probably not given him a six-year contract. I've probably given him four with an option. But I, he's checked all the boxes, Barrett. I mean, that's the what only other thing box? he lacks. That's the only thing he lacks is that um, his the playoffs last year. Well, the playoffs and the injury last year, man. That's the only thing that he hasn't done um, well. He's 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 done everything from a quarterback standpoint where he's made sure that his um that he he gets them to where they need to go. You can't stop him, but he can't play defense either, though. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times they want to play, you know, defense by staying on the field sometimes and he and you know they can't do it. So I believe he had a better defense with them. The you know, year he won MVP, they'd have beat up on Kansas City and won that game. Yeah. <laughs> he led the NFL. And by the way, he beat him last year too. He beat Kansas City. Yep. I'll say this to you. He he is a guaranteed $250 million deal because he's checked everything. He has won more games than anybody since he's been in the league percentage-wise. I mean, Barrett, I mean, I don't know what else he has to prove. Led the NFL and got better in the passing game. Yep. I mean, you know what they were saying? He's just a runner. Well, he had that year he had eleven hundred yards. He also threw for 36 touchdowns, which led the NFL in touchdown passes. <laughs> I mean, dude, he's a freakazoid. There's nothing like it. And I'll tell you what, of all the quarterbacks in the game, that guy's worth the price of admission, too. Oh, he yeah. is a bigger version of Vic. You can't catch him. If he doesn't want to be caught, you can't catch him, man. I mean. Let, let me ask you this now. We're speaking of cultures. We go for Baltimore. What? A letter grade for the culture of the Philadelphia Eagles is what to you? If I'm going to get a letter grade to them, I'm going to put, right as of right now, I'm going to go C plus. 
And the reason why they're so high, I mean, I was right, I was right at D minus, but I'm gonna go C plus because I think there's too much, um, too many, too too much data boys going on in the front office. You know, data boy is like, all right, data boy, you know, pat yourself on the back. You know, it, it yes, it is a, it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a game in which all three facets have to work you know, together in order for you to put a great product out there. The coaching staff, the front office, and the players have to work together. And right now I don't see I don't see a direct line. Um I don't see a direct line that, you know, in picking up talent that goes from the coaches to who they're picking. I see I think it kind of jumps over from you know, the, the front office will pick, put them in a locker room, and the coach has to then take and coach them up to what the front office wants them to be. There's 13 wins in the last two years um, in Philadelphia, okay? I look at two-year intervals too because you get more of a trend. That's why you and I were yep. raised on trends. Yep. Three years for a player. Seasons. And three games for a team that you – when we get a game plan like on Wednesday, you and I will get the trends of the last three games of what a yep. team is doing and what they're trying to do and what potentially they did against you the last time or a team comparable to you. We'll get a game plan that will be like this, and they'll tell us the quality control coaches will break down all these films, what they like to do on first and third, what power, what formation they like to be in. Are they in a brown set, strong set, weak side set? What do they like to do on the short side of the field? So three games, kind of we get a trend of what that team has been doing because you can't go really bad last year because different personnel, the roster's different. Right, Barrett? I mean, it's yep. three years for a player, pretty much three games for what a team is going to do. And I call it seasons, man. I call it seasons. It's, it's three to four. Three to four. It's three to four season. You know what a player's going to be. Three to four games. You know what a team's identity is going to be. Uh, three to four games, you know, to win a Super Bowl when you get into the playoffs, you know. So that's, you know, that's 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 why I go by seasons. You know, it, usually it goes in like threes or fours. You know, so you're absolutely right. So when you look at what the Eagles are doing right now, the inconsistency comes a lot from the leadership not being tied together um, and and put where it needs to be put. Power needs to be put not necessarily to the front office, power needs to be put in the coach and his ability to be able to get this team to where it needs to go instead of the GM getting the team where it needs to go. There's too many doorways. Yes. Um, I, I, I you know, I, I don't, and you're right. When, when you said the other day, there is clarity because how he runs the team. We heard that at the owners meetings last week, even the head coach came out and publicly said, this is how team. He constructs it. I'm paraphrasing here a bit. And he had to basically sell to get a guy on the team. It has to all run through Howie, which leads me to believe the assistant coaches have to be run through Howie. Anybody that you want to think about, if the personnel department wants somebody or they're high on somebody in the upcoming draft, that's got to run through Howie. All of this stuff has to go through one guy. I have a problem with it running through a non-football guy. You know, you and I said something the other day that I loved. I told my my wife this yesterday, Barrett said that I, we were sitting eating dinner and I said, you know, Barrett said something that I love too. 
I love guys that have played. Now, you don't have to play in the NFL, but I love guys that have played some type of level of football that understand like Doug Peterson or like Jimmy Johnson even winning a national championship in college. Guys that have played a little bit, I like that. Now, hey, some coaches, man, Bill Belichick played a little bit in college too, so he kind of understands it a little bit. But I like that mentality of having a guy that understands football. I'd rather have, and see, that's what I thought, the difference between the Ravens and the difference between the Eagles and the Steelers. You have football people in control in Pittsburgh. In in Baltimore, you had the ultimate Hall of Fame GM in charge of putting that together. What you have in Philadelphia is you have an accountant in the front office and they run the team like accountants. Here we got look, look at everybody going like this. Look at all the draft choices we have. Football players are gonna look at that like me and you did and Gary Cobb yesterday. You know what we said? Don't mean shit this year. <laughs> right. <laughs> See, look at the different philosophy in yep. Pittsburgh. They're not doing a deal like that ever. Pittsburgh is going to take their guys what they have this year. And Kevin Colbert is going to go out the same way Ozzie did, and he's going to want to land a guy that's going to be somebody that the Steelers are going to use for the next 10 years. They're not thinking about 2023 and 2024. That's not what they do, man. The Steelers are run almost exactly like the Eagles are, but the the Steelers are run by ultimate football people, and the Roonies have always put football people in charge. I mean, look, dude, Kevin Colbert comes from the Ron Hughes tree of yep. GMs. Rick Spielman was on his staff. All those guys in Detroit, when they were there, there's a reason Detroit went to an NFC championship game. You know why? Kevin Colbert was there with Ron Hughes, and that team, as bad as Detroit has been, they went to an NFC title game and got beat by Washington in the NFC title game. Then he takes his stuff over to Pittsburgh, takes over for Neil Donahue. Well, I was, over, I was on that team. I was there. <laughs> and, and, and yep. But Neil was a legendary guy, wasn't he, when it came yep. to picking personnel? Yep. I mean, you so look at um, Donahue. Donahue was, was a genius, man. I mean, you know, he, I love the culture that he had there. You know, that's why he brought me to Detroit. So, you know, I, I love that culture that he had there. But so, Bear, am I right when I'm saying that the culture in, in Philly? It's too much like a library and not an NFL locker room. <laughs> wow. I never heard it explained like that. But when you put it in that perspective, you might be right, man, because when you when there are certain things that you can get from players, you can see from players that you you know you can pull from a player because you've seen it before because you've experienced it before. Um you could see a guy that you know is out there and how fluid he runs, you know, but you also understand when you look at him. When you get him, you know, in that foxhole, he'll be the first one you get, you know, that jumps out the box, you know, and you're going to have to shoot him first because he's going to run. He's going to tell exactly where you are. I mean, you know, you can pick up those type of characteristics when you've been in a foxhole with somebody who you want to be in a foxhole with. And a lot of times, you know, these these guys are come in with all these numbers and, you know, and, you know, fast forward and stuff like that, but they soft as drugstore cotton. You know, you have to have that unique – um you have to have a unique perspective when you look at players. And sometimes you can't get that. Sometimes you can't look at the numbers. 
analytics is almost killing sports because it doesn't give you an accurate assessment of what the heart is. You know what I'm saying? And what what the heart, you know what I mean? A lot of times heart will get you out of certain situations, you know, that your athleticism can. And you know, I think, Barrett, that's why they miss on these wideouts. Exactly. That's why they miss out on these skilled guys is because they take the analytics of the player from the combines and they take some game film, they put it together, and they think, like you said, that they could just compartmentalize that this guy's a good player when the interview to me is one of the most essential things that you can have with a player and his game tape is looking at him and talking to his coach. What kind of guy is he? Does he love the game? Does he, does he work hard? Is he the last guy out of the place? Is he all that things, all the intent? What you're trying to do is you're trying to find out and you're, you know, it's like an F I asked Jimmy this before. It's almost like FBI profiling a serial killer that you have to get down and dirty with a guy Almost to the point where you know what this guy's likes, dislikes, his weaknesses, his strengths. You want to know as much intel as you possibly can to get a profile on whether or not he fits on your roster or not. Yep, yep. Hey, just because, Barrett, a guy, like, look, I said this about Devontae, and you know I've said this, and Xander knows this. I look at Devontae Smith and go, he does not belong on the Eagles. He does <laughs> not belong there. Well, because – you have a powerful offensive line that wants to run the ball, and you've got skilled guys in a developing quarterback. Your passing game, no wonder it's down in the bottom. Okay, yep. it's because they're still trying to develop that such that stuff. You yeah, just and, 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 and Xander's right. Yeah, I cry about your wide receiver talent. Absolutely, because your general manager doesn't know what he's doing. Well, if you cry, you can't. You if he's not, you need DK Metcalf's. You need guys who want to block in the run game, okay? Put their helmet. Barrett, if you're going to be a 240-yard game running the ball, you can't have wide receivers like Jalen Rager on your football team that are afraid to throw their helmet in front and draft that guy in the first round when you've got a dominant running attack. You need to have A.J. Brown and you need to have Julio Jones or you need to have D.K. Metcalf that's not afraid to put their bonnet on somebody. Well, yeah, you're right, man. But you can't complain about you can't complain about a passing game and the quarterback's inability to throw a ball when you don't have receivers to throw to. I mean, how can you have your cake and eat it too? You talk about a team not being able to push the ball down the field, but yet they don't have guys that can go down the field. You know what I'm saying? When you have guys that you know are savvy enough to not run out of bounds when you know that and be the first one in to touch the ball, uh, when you when, when you know when you go to catch it. I mean, those are little things that they didn't have, but yet you expect this kid to go out there and hose the ball 35, 40 times a game. Bear, you know, do you think Nick Sirianni's good enough for Jalen's development? Hmm. At this point, I, I I think that he can give he can give the old college try because he did oh. something I didn't expect. Hang on, hang on. It's the NFL dog. <laughs> This isn't again. What do we have? Summer camp again? <laughs> hey, hey, hey! I knew you would take it like that. Now, what hey, do you hey, take it like that? Wait a minute now. What do you think we're at Kansas football? Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, that's what that's the major reason why I said that. But he had enough stones to change the entire offense from an offense that the owner and the GM wants to run. So, in that capacity, yes, I see it, but I kind of don't see it because. 
how is it that you're a wide receiver coach by trade, but the wide receivers were the worst I've seen in the past 10 years? Yeah, your passing attack is down at the bottom. Right. So that's where I lies the problem. But I see he has enough stones to change something. But, you know, you got to have your boys, at least your boys, playing up to capabilities that, um, you know, because you're the head coach. Oh, he's got his boy, man, Zach Pascal. <laughs> oh, Zachary. We're we going to see, man. We're going to see. Uh, hey, <laughs> hey, we got a lot of draft, po- lot of draft choices, though. I mean, we got a lot of draft choices in Zach Pascal. All the way up until uh, 2024. Wow. <laughs> Man, that's phenomenal. 2024. Hope I'm alive. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's Barrett Brooks. I'm Big Sills. Don't forget, I got his boy on too later on, Ron Jaworski, coming up on the National Football Show. Brother, it's always great talking with you, man. Yes, I can't wait till tomorrow. Don't forget to catch me four to six. See you on the flip side. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian in my heart. I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.